Hello, it's me, Dave Woodhead, back here again for Woodhead Wisdom. So gather around and get around the podcast app because he's dropped another episode. Um, yeah, I just thought we might go a little medieval this week, guys. Uh, I'm trying some new aesthetics. I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing shit at the wall at this fucking point, okay? I need this fucking podcast to work. I need it to work, so I'm just, I'm, I'm experimenting with ideas, everybody. And, I, and thank you so much for being part of that journey with me. It is I, Dave Woodhead, back at it. Hope you're well, um... On this, on the, on this evening, day, whenever the hell you're listening. Oh my gosh, what have I been up to? Great question. Let me tell you. Um, gather around. Oh my gosh, it's actually been a pretty good week this week in the life of Woodhead. Been, uh, been not many W's, not many wins, not, not kicking goals or anything. Um, but just having a good time. Just hanging out. Just getting amongst it, you know? Getting in, getting into the mark. Uh, I went to listen out over the weekend, um, which was fucking dude, dude. What a festival! What a day! Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't quite looking forward to listen out because, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I was, yeah, I wasn't quite looking forward to listen out because I was. Uh, pretty hungover from the week before had a big weekend beforehand and uh didn't know if i was going to be back into fighting condition but when friday or saturday rolled around i heard the bells ringing ding 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 come on woodhead round fucking two brother get the hell up there get your ass to centennial park and go watch a little uzi vert brother um, so that's what the hell I did, man. I rallied up, uh, went with, uh, went with the crew, the crew. We, who do we have? We had a friend of the show, Amy Gambrell, friend of the show, Jack Romance, friend of the show, Andrew Hastings, uh, plus saw some Triple J people, saw some, um, saw some Triple J fans, some fan Ninos, uh, and they're all super sick, all very lovely, lovely guys, all guys, <laughs> Just the boys fucking hanging out and listen out, catching Woodhead, fucking ripping you legends. Um, yeah, no, mostly guys. Uh, I did see one girl, um, one girl with curly hair recognized me, um, and she was very, very, uh, um, I don't want to say, not nervous, yeah, kind of nervous, a little nervous, a little nervous in Nino. Which is totally cool. Um, Yeah, I saw this one girl there actually, um, and I didn't know what her deal was. I was uh, I was in the mix-up tent, and uh, we locked eyes a couple of times. I could see that she was looking at me. I was looking over at her. I mean, I thought I was in a goddamn Usher song, because this fucking DJ was just fucking making me fall in love again. Nah, she was, I liked her pants, that's her big thing, she had great pants on, they were like newspaper, not like newspaper pants, um, like denim with the newspaper design, you catch my drift, you know where I'm coming from, um, so yeah, that was great, listen out, seeing her, (laughs) making eye contact with a woman, best night of my fucking life, dude, um, (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not much else to not much else to really to report on listener. I honestly uh I thought it was gonna be fucking hectic because last year I went um I went to listen out uh twenty twenty two. Uh and that was a bit of a bit of a dog shit day. Uh mainly because like, you know, young thug got arrested. He was supposed to headline the thing, so then they had to bring Roddy Rich and Trippy Red. Trippy Red kind of put on a disappoint just fucking disappointing sets all around last year and then um also just the crowd as well i think that everyone was really fucked off that young thug wasn't there so just people were just going there to be fuckheads uh yeah it's a lot of cunts last year but this year i think um i think the headliners were i think i think they picked the headliners better because if you're a fan of little uzi vert then odds are you're going to be a fan of skrillex and so it just made the people i mean the audience just a bit more yeah, I don't know. United? I don't know. I don't know the right word for it. Maybe United. I don't know. Everyone just felt like they were there for a good time. Uh, and of course, we saw 1-4. Oh my gosh. A legendary performance. 1-4 performing in front of their hometown at a real festival. Uh, I think, honestly, I think, we, okay, so, because, and just for historical context, uh, Metro Boomin was supposed to be one of, another one of your headliners that listen out, but they, uh, they couldn't make it for whatever reason, so then 1-4 was slotted in last minute, uh, which I was very excited about, you know, love me a bit of 1-4. In the beginning, it's my favorite one, though. Actually, no, um, uh, what's the, what's the song, the Kid Leroy, the, the My City one, dude, fucking... Yeah, love me a bit of 1-4. Was very excited to see their set. Um, and man, they were tight. Dude, they were tight as hell. They had a great little video package beforehand. Um, like of the of the police. Um, like some police recordings of going like, we're going to do everything in our power to stop you. Bah, bah, bah. Then they came out. Um, I forget what they came out to. I was, look, I was a little bit, I was a little bit, you know. <laughs> Woo! Kind of on a couple of beers at that point, everybody. Um, great set from 1-4. Um, Kenny Beats as well. What a fucking set that was. Also, uh, yeah, Lil Uzi Vert was great. Enjoyed it. Lil Uzi Vert was exactly what you kind of would think it was going to be. You know, and I was happy with it. I think it was better than Trippy Red, but you know, these like uh, quote-unquote mumble rappers or whatever. You know, they, they kind of come in with one speed. And that's what they do. I think the crowd was also a bit tight. I don't know. We weren't turning up as much for Uzi as I thought we were going to. But, you know, that's just what it is. But then we went over to fucking Skrillex afterwards. And phew, shit was crazy. Fuck yeah. Skrillex, after 15 years or whatever, just fucking getting shit done, dude. Uh, they finished off with, um, they finished off with Bangarang, man. Hearing that live from, I couldn't believe how good that felt. I was, uh, when Skrillex played Bangarang, I was like, oh, okay. So, um, why did we progress past dubstep? We already figured music out. This is what, this is what music, especially music in the future. This is what it's supposed to sound like. I'll be, I see one more thing I wanted to say. Is that like, uh, I, I, I look, I was, I'll be honest, I'll be honest, and I know I have a real tough persona. All right, I know I'm, I know I'm a tough guy. I know you respect me as a warrior. 
Um, but I was a little bit nervous when uh, when we were about to when one four was about to come on. Okay, I was thinking, fuck, are the ops here? Where in Sydney, dude? <laughs> I'm like, bro, this is exact like they rap about having ops in this city, and are the ops going to show up? I don't know. The cops are there, but are the ops going to be? When there's cops, there's usually ops. That's what I was thinking, but no, nah, everyone was chilled. The whole crowd this year was fucking, they were, it was a beautiful crowd, you know? Like, people from Western Sydney, like, they will rarely ever stab you. Most of the time, they're just going to call you a gay cunt, all right? And and that that's fine. It was my fault I was wearing an orange shirt. So yeah, shout out to Western Sydney, shout out to Listen Out, shout out to some uh, two fellas, two twins, twin dudes, they were both fan of mine, very cute, um, shout out to them, yeah. Oh gosh, that's enough about Listen Out, what else is going on in this fucking crazy world, man? What else is going on? Um, man, I, uh, I don't know what. I'll tell you what, after these, um, after these big weeks of partying and, and going to festivals and stuff, I, uh, ew, sorry, I was just trying to suck up this coffee, that was awful to hear though, sorry about that, um, yeah, pretty much, I think after these, uh, weeks of partying, um, I'm going to try and, uh, maybe have another little try of, uh, you know, taking a little break off the piss, gotta stop pissing everybody, that's it. I'm clamping my dick hole shut. That's a, that's no more pisses coming out of me for a while. All right, it's for my mental health. I'm no longer pissing for my mental health. Um, no, obviously talking about taking a little break off the beers, off the fucking you, off <laughs> off the fucking <laughs> um, yeah, man thinking about it um but you know it is getting into summer oh the sun's shining it's a friday fucking afternoon yeah and you just crack open a fucking cold one i mean that's always fun but also man i gotta stop fucking waking up with lemon eyes just fucking oh why is there no moisture in my fucking eyeballs? <laughs> Last time I took a break off uh, drinking, I um, <clears throat> I downloaded this uh, I Am Sober app. You know, because you know when you fucking gotta do, you know when you're gonna do something, you, you're gonna have to download an app for it. You know. What's the most important part about getting sober? Is it willpower? Is it, is it therapy? Is it talking to... No, it's paying $7 a month for a nap. M- mate, you want to get your kids back? Hey, you want to see your kids again? Well, fucking give us $8 every month. All right, we'll help you get through it, brother. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's kind of the vibe. That's kind of the vibe, dude. I'm trying to, yeah, I want to download this app again. Um, it was, it was a cool little app. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I'm being on it for a bit. Let me just, um, 
I'm going to bring it up. I've deleted the app. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I had the app on my phone. I've deleted. Obviously, I made a pretty powerful statement that I'm back on the piss. I reckon when I was deleting the I'm Sober app, I hit it like Keanu Reeves. Like, yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. So, yeah, I should download it again. I think what was cool about it is I had this online function, you know? Uh, it was kind of like a Twitter for sober people, which was uh, probably should be how Twitter operates. You should have to fucking hit the breathalyzer anytime you want to tweet or, or X, whatever the fuck you do now, you know? Um, but yeah, it was like that. It, it was like this online kind of group and you can only post on what day you were sober. So it would track how many days you were sober for and then that's the only day that you could post, if that makes sense. So when you're first day sober, you see everyone else who's first day sober. They're all saying the same shit. They're all like, all right, this is it. I'm going to give it a red hot go. And then everyone comments going, yay, you can do it. And then, you know, the great thing as well is that you can flip to, to dates in the future. So you can see what other people, you know, who are posting like eight days, 10 days sober, what they're saying. It's quite inspirational, you know? But they get more and more kind of unhinged. Like you go to six days sober and everyone's like, all right, Saturday night, this is where boys become men. They always say some shit like, Saturday night is my trigger. Really? What is it about a Saturday night that makes you want to fucking drink some beers? I can't think of one. That's crazy that it's triggering for you. He's like, no shit, dude. But then, but again, beautiful online community. Everyone's like, yes, the weekends can be hard, but stay strong. You've got this. And then, uh, then you skip to people who've been sober a year. And those cunts are off the fucking planet. Those cunts are like. Thank Jesus. Thank the Lord for his strength and guidance. If it wasn't for him, I'd be sucking cock for Canadian clubs. I swear to God. And everyone comments and is like, yes, brother. Don't let the devil in. Oh, my gosh. The goat is back, everyone. The man, the myth, the legend. Little Dwayne Carter the third. Lil Wayne, he dropped a new album, The Fix Before The Six. He dropped this album for about 10 cunts, me being one of them, dude. I'm still looking out for Lil Wayne music. Honestly, he's my favorite, dude. I think he's the best rapper. What I like about Lil Wayne is that he's really the only rapper who, who just does his job. He's never tried to do anything else. He's never tried to act. He's never tried to write a movie, never tried. He just, he just fucking makes his rap songs, gets absolutely fucked over by his label, rinse, repeat, recycle. He's going to be rapping to the day he dies because he didn't read a contract back when he was 15. And you know what? Thank you, Birdman. Thank you for fucking Lil Wayne over like that because it's inspired him to keep creating this beautiful fucking music. <laughs> He's, dude, this new album is so fucking funny. It's so good. It's the best, it's the best album, I think, of 2023, all right? 
Uh, he he has this one song called Titty Boy. A it's like a it's kind of like a yeah like an EDM rap track. It's the best. It's like Lil Wayne has never done a song like this. I've listened to all his music. He's never done a song like this. This is the beautiful thing about Lil Wayne. Like, how old is this guy? I believe he's probably in his 40s, maybe like 42, 43. He's 41 years old. And that's when he started to get into the EDM rap scene. Fucking the, the goat. The king. I don't know if I can, uh, you know, what? I'll just play a little bit. Come on, come on. Give this man his flowers. I smoke cookies and milk on them titties. Titties, 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 dude. 41 years old. I think he has, I think he's a 41 year old grandfather. I think his kids have kids. He's got like 20 of them, dude. He's the fucking king. It's the fucking man, dude. Just people aren't rapping like that anymore. You know, everything's all about fucking, I'm on a Percocet, I'm on the fucking, no, dude. I smoke cookies and milk on her titties, dude. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear when I wake up. That's what I want, that's what I want to hear before I go to fucking bed. <laughs> this is bullshit, because I know, I know, I know, I know that when Lil Wayne drops the car to six, especially if he has songs like Titty Boy, I know it's going to get once again overlooked by this fucking radio station I work at. I fucking, you don't think I've busted, you don't think the day that fucking Lil Wayne dropped Titty Boy, I didn't fucking kick down Richard Kings Mills fucking office door and I said, hey, Richard, you're looking for that new sound? Well, listen to this. This is what the youth want to hear, Richard. Let me see them titties, dude. Fucking the goat, dude. Fucking love Lil Wayne. Great album. Can't wait to hear the Carter Six. It's going to be fucking beautiful. What a beautiful record. Um, yeah, man. Look, I'll be honest with you. Be honest with her. I haven't been doing much. I haven't really been doing that many activities. I've just been sitting, sitting around consuming content. So listening to that little Wayne record, watching wrestling on the bin on binge, dude. Just all I do is fucking watch wrestling. That's like all I, I thought the podcast would kind of inspire me to, you know, branch out, have a hobby. And I do have, like, my hobbies, unfortunately, just my job. I've made my hobbies my job, so I don't have a hobby. I just have work. Which is fine, because I like my job. I, <laughs> I like my job, okay? I like doing stand-up. And being, I'm very grateful and lucky to be in the position I am. But it would be nice to have something else. And right now, I don't have much else in my life except watching wrestling and that's okay as a 25 year old man 
we all develop at different stages. Yes, I know I have the mental capacity of an eight-year-old, but I am only a young 25-year-old man. Young 25-year-old boy. So get off my back. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a uh, you know, it's the problem, it's not a problem watching wrestling, it, you know, that's fine, if it doesn't matter how old you are, you're allowed to enjoy it. I think my problem is, is I, I, I'm so into, I watch wrestling YouTubers, I watch cunts on YouTube talking about wrestling. Now, if you have, if you want to pause this podcast and never listen again, because you can't bear to listen to the thought, the thoughts of a man who watches other men talk about wrestling on YouTube. That's totally fine. I don't blame you. I understand. I'm sorry I'm not better as a person. I'm sorry I'm not the fucking man you thought I was. This is who I am. I'm a little fucking six foot six, 25 year old boy. Um, I got to stop watching these cunts on YouTube, man. Because they, oh, honest, like one, they're all British bunch of fucking colonizers telling me that Rey Mysterio wasn't a good champion back in 2006. Let me tell you something, you fucking red-coated cunt. Rey Mysterio was a great world heavyweights champion back in 2006. He won the Royal Rumble for Eddie Guerrero. How about you show some fucking respect? No, well, he wasn't booked very strongly. Well, fucking shut up. I was eight years old. I thought he was doing fine. It didn't matter when he lost because I knew he was going to win later. Because Rey Mysterio always wins. You know? That's like his whole thing. <clears throat> I'll just be honest. I saw um, I saw one of the hack reporters. He, he needed to use the studio that I'm using. And... Um, that's just not happening, brother. You know? Oh, sorry. Was there a fucking... Was there a fucking earthquake in Haiti again? <laughs> All right. Well, sorry. You're going to have to use another studio because I'm talking about wrestling. More specifically, wrestling YouTubers. Okay. So I know there's a lot of things going on in the world right now, but there's a lot of stuff happening in my life as well that I need to talk, that I need to tell by 15 podcast listeners. Okay. Um, see, I used to watch these wrestling YouTubers and stuff when I was like 16, which is fine. Like when, you know, when you're 16 and I, I didn't have many friends who liked wrestling. Uh, I was like the only kid or only guy in my friendship group that liked wrestling. So then, you know, you want to, you like talking about, you, you want to have thoughts about it. And that's what the beautiful thing about the internet is, is you get to see these, you get to connect as a teenage boy, you get to connect with these weird old men on online who'd like wrestling like you. And you can form parasocial relations with it. That's healthy. That's good. But yeah, yeah, just got to stop doing that. Mainly just because it's a waste of time. I just think like, because you watch the wrestling and then you watch clips about people talking about it. And it's really all because you just want background noise. You just you just can continue. I don't know what it is about wrestling of why it's so easy to consume. I think because it's just so fucking stupid. 
Like, I never really have to think about it. My brain's not really um, focusing too much. I don't know. It's just like, it feels like mush to my brain in a good way. I tell you what, if you, if you want to have, um, if you want to have a sick time, watch the opening match of SummerSlam 2002, Kurt, Eng- Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio. Dude, smoke a little, sorry, my fucking phone's going off and it's definitely a scam call up the fucking dog cunt. You've already got all my money. I've already sent all of it. Leave me alone. Um, no, but yeah, if you want a sick time, dude, smoke a fucking, smoke a little Jey Uso, <laughs> a couple of Usos, um, and watch uh, Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio SummerSlam 2002 or 2003. Dude, whew, it's great. Get really baked beforehand. These two go so fast. It's so crisp. It's so much fun. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Great pay-per-view as well. Brock Lesnar versus uh, The Rock main event. That's a sick match as well. Yeah, dude. Yeah, wrestling's sick. Watching cunts talk about it is not. Um, but no judgment if you do. Uh, that's just mainly... That's more of a me thing. Yeah. What else is going on? Um, yeah, man. Uh, the voice. The voice to parliament. Who, what are you voting? You're voting yes. You're voting no. Um, I'm obviously voting yes. Shout out to the mom. Voting yes. Let's get this motherfucking voice, boy. Um... Yeah, man. It's getting into hectic times for it. Uh, believe, I believe it's, when's the, this is how fucking garbage I am. Can't even remember the fucking date. I believe it's next Saturday though, the 14th, the 14th of October. Um, yeah, next Saturday, next Saturday, 14th of the October. Um, look, I'm going to vote yes. That's what I reckon. Shout out to Briggs uh, and uh, Freudian Nip, Jenna Owens, Vic Zerpst. Um, Vic Zerpst. Pardon me, Vic. Sorry for um, mucking up your last name if I have. Uh, yeah, they did a little skit. They did a little skit uh, about. I know they did a classic skit, man. It felt real black com. It felt real black comedy. Yes, man. It was. Uh, it was really nice. Uh, the whole sketch is pretty much uh, the Freudian nip girls uh, in a cafe with Briggs, and the girls play the role of no voters or undecided voters. Uh, voters and Briggs made a point uh, in the sketch. I'm assuming Briggs wrote it. It would be weird if the girls wrote it. Uh- <laughs> But impressive. It's like, damn, like, damn. Friday and Nip, they can really ride in the voice of of a big black fella. No, nah, man, it felt it felt very classic black comedy, you know, and had a great little point, a great message. It was pretty much... Uh, the, the joke of the sketch is the girls don't understand what the voice is or what the... Yeah, what the voice is and what the referendum's about. And then Briggs is like... 
oh, okay, well then vote no. And then the girls are like, well, hold on. Can we do that? And then Will Briggs is like, well, you can either do that or you can learn about it. And then they Google it and it's like the first thing that comes up on Google. Yeah, so it's a really... And I think it's probably the best, like... And there's been, you know, I think they put out a fucking... Uh, I don't know what, what like political ad or put out an ad a couple of weeks ago which was really great kind of showing the history like great history in black fella moments well great moments in black fella history I should say like um, you know Kathy Freeman like dude if you if you cheered Kathy Freeman at the Olympics and you vote in no then what the fuck is wrong with you you're fucked in the head mate um, you fuck can't you're fucked in the head alright um <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so, um, I, yeah, I, I was, I was really impressed with that sketch. Um, it's one, it's just funny. It's just classic black comedy, um, black comedy kind of work. And then two, like, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a great in, it's a great in and it's, it's, it's not judgmental as well. And I'm not only kind of saying this is, this is not like, I don't give a fuck if it was judgmental. Um, you know, if it was just like, if, it, if it, which I know Briggs probably in his first script or first draft of the script was like, um, and then I punch them in the face. No, I fucking cut all that. Um, but yeah, I like, uh, I really like the sketch. I think, uh, I think they all did a great job. Um, yeah. See, when I was, when I was kind of starting, I, I guess, uh, talking about the voice I thought maybe I'd have my own opinion on it and stuff but I was like yeah I'll just t- talk about this funny sketch I saw I guess uh I guess just because that sketch really just said my whole thoughts and feelings which was um if you don't know then learn figure it out it's it's literally a google search like oh the information's out there can't like these pamphlets that I've get that I've gotten from the yes campaign Super simple to read. I, I can understand it all. It's, it's in dot points. It's colorful. They've they've worked. They've worked with marketing people to kind of get the message across in a clear way, which I think they've done. If you just fucking look at any of the material, but you know, I think if you're fucking, you know, I think if you don't give a shit, then you don't give a shit, and that's fine. But then don't act like you give a fuck. Don't act like you're doing it for a different reason. Don't act like you're like, oh, well, you know, I've heard from that other black fellas don't want the vote. Yeah, but and like they said in the fucking sketch. Yeah, but 80% do, you know. Man, another tummy rumble. Another tummy rumble, man. But yeah. Um, so yeah, get your votes in. Whatever you do, man, just make sure you get your votes in. Um, especially if you're voting, yes. Um, like, yeah, fucking don't leave it last minute. And that's more of a message to myself than to you, the listener. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, during this time, you know, I, um, I think, uh, I think the kind of, the, the, the thing I'm more concerned about 
um, during this time with the voice. It's and it's the ex- it's the exact same feeling I had when uh, during the um, the the gay yes vote. It's just I just feel bad for for you know like my sister, my dad, and you know people who are more presenting as indigenous. You know I'm white passing. Yeah, no, no, shut up, cunt. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't fucking say you're white passing and say yeah. No, we're not doing that. Um, no, but I'm white passing. You know my and my sister, my darling sister, love her a lot. Um, she's you know got uh, black skin. No, <laughs> shut up, cunt. All right, no, I'm just fucking around. I'm just fucking around. Um, yeah, no, but I feel I feel fucking I feel bad. Um, you know, just cause during this time, you know, people just, you know, like to be fucking edgelords and say shit and be fuckheads and post a, post a bunch of fucking bullshit. And, you know, I just hope, uh, I just hope it doesn't affect her like that. I hope it doesn't affect her in a real way, which I'm sure it does, you know, and it affects me in a real way as well. It affects everyone, it affects all indigenous people, but yeah. I don't know really what I'm trying to say. I guess really the main, main point of all of this is just if you're black, B-L-A-K, if you're black at ATM uh, and you're feeling down throughout all this shit, hey, look, two great things. All right, one, it's going to be over soon. No matter which way it goes, the campaign's going to be over soon. All right. Now, if it's a no vote, I know that's going to be a fucking scary and sad day. For a lot of us, for for the twenty percent who, then it's gonna be a great day for you. Whatever the fuck you want, however the fuck you're gonna feel when it's a no vote, that's up to you. That's your journey. That's your journey, bros. Uh, for the rest of us, though, it's gonna be shitty. Um, but you know, fuck, man. How long have we been in this bitch for? Fifty thousand years, maybe longer. And we're going to let some fucking, um, some fucking, uh, no, we're going to let that fucking, we're going to let that fucking bring us down for too long. I don't think so. We'll be back. We'll fucking get back on the horse. You can't. Um, and if it's a yes, man, then awesome. Then fuck yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully all the promises can be delivered and which I think they will be. Um, but yeah, don't want to speculate too much on where it's going to land. Uh, I just hope that you keep safe out there. And also, if even if you're, if you're not BLAK, uh, if you're not black, uh, then man, just, just be good. Be respectful, no matter what side of the argument you lay. You know, if you, if you are a no voter, if you are going to vote no, whatever. Just before you do, just try and educate yourself and do it in a respectful way. Educate, that kind of comes off even a bit cunty me saying, mm, educate yourself. Just have a conversation with one of the, find, find one of the yes campaigners and just have a chat. Like, they'll talk and just be, you know, just have like, just say, hey dude, I'm going to vote no. Why shouldn't I? And just let that motherfucker talk to you for a bit. And if they don't give you good points, then, you know, fuck it, I don't know. Ugh. Gosh, I don't really want to leave it on the, um, I don't really want to leave it on the old voice, uh, voice to parliament 
chat just because it's a bit of a bummer. Um, but you know, I don't know. I think, yeah, shout out to my sister. Been thinking about her a lot recently, you know, um, uh, I think, uh, I think it's so funny having an adult sibling. I think it's so funny. It is how absurd it is, it is that like some fucking cunt you knew as a kid who you're related to is like an adult now. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, am I right, dude? Is this thing on? Um, um, no, it's pretty funny being, uh, it's pretty funny having an adult sister. Um, we, uh, we used to fight a lot about like who had the shittier childhood. Cause you know, when you're in like a, you know, when you're all in that bitch, you know, know when you're a kid and y'all in that bitch, just straight up not having a good time together. Um, so that was what it was like for me and my sister, you know, my parents always fighting all of that, you know, (laughs) boohoo, sad story, classic Northern Territory, (laughs) Northern Territory, uh, single dad, but single mom, um, single mom and single dad. That was the problem with both my parents is that they were split up, uh, and they didn't like, they kind of joint custody look that we never they never went went to the courts about it um but they kind of we split time between the two but both of them claim to have been a single parent i'm like eh, it doesn't really work that way you're still very support you still you were just a terrible support system but you still supported each other and i don't know it's enough about my shit my shit fucking parents <laughs> It's enough about those fucking terrible, terrible people. Um, no, nah, they're fine. Shout out to mum and dad. Um, but my sister, dude. Yeah, we used to fight about whose childhood was worse. Um, I think my sister had it better. Mainly because in 2008, she got an iPod Nano. Fucking bullshit. She doesn't even like music. Dude. She would fucking, um, the only album she liked was the Cats musical. And she already had the CD. Like, you don't need an iPod, mate. You need a disc, man. It's like, what the fuck? Are you, like, (sighs) fucking, it would fuck me off. And then, um, you know, I had one of those fucking MP3 players with the fucking USB, the USB MP3 players. You know the deal. Yeah, I used to fucking listen to my Linkin Park, my Limp Biscuit on that. A little My Chemical Romance action. You know the vibes. Fucking hated it, dude. The fucking little, my hands were too big and the fucking controls were too small. Yeah. Anyway, I think this uh, podcast really drifted off after the voice stuff. We gave it a red hot go to talk about my sister, but it just wasn't connecting. wasn't clicking. Um, maybe I might talk about her next week when I have some more thoughts and points. Um, but yeah. Hey, uh, look, if you could do me a favor and hate to be this guy. Actually, two things. Two cool things. All right. One, um, I've got some dates. So yeah, look, I've got some dates for my com- for some comedy shows that are happening. Um, 
15th of October and the 29th of October doing some shows at the Lord Gladstone. Um, Going to put up the ticket links for those soon. Then we have a couple of shows in Melbourne and Brisbane. Um, we've going to be at... Uh, we're going to be in Melbourne. Ah, oh, fuck. When are, we, when are we going to be in Melbourne? Hold on. Here we go. All right. 24th of November. 24th of November in Melbourne. And we also have... Uh... God damn it. We also have shows in Brisbane on the 10th of November. Yep. 4th of November, 24th of November, Melbourne, 10th of November, Brisbane. That was the messiest fucking plug I've ever heard. I, I'm so sorry. I got to write these notes down. I'm really fucking sorry for all that. But yeah, actually about these shows as well. Um, they're going to be your typical fucking clean hour. It's going to be like this podcast. It's going to be mucking around, uh, except with more crowd work, more fucking goofs and gaffs. And yeah, this is a new material show. I'm going to be working my Melbourne hour out. Um, and look, the, the, the fucking the stuff I've been doing, the gear that I've been doing, it's been doing all right. So sh- it should be a funny couple of shows. So yeah, if you're in Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney, come fuck with you, boy. Um, also, if you leave a review, a uh, five star, like just rate this shit five stars on Spotify, that could be cool. But yeah, just keep it real. All right, I'll catch you later. Love you. Yeah, I hated that.